This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Koto tato al horihori tene, he hotake e paniki te batayo, te tayo, me te kopapa o te ora. You're with Our Changing World on RNZ National, and now some skinks get a new home. New Zealand conservationists pioneered species translocations, moving plants and animals to new homes. Sometimes it's for the benefit of the species itself. And sometimes it's part of the process of ecological restoration, bringing back missing parts of an ecosystem. While bird translocations are the ones we hear about most often, 21 species of lizards have also been moved. Most recently, spotted skinks from Machu Soames Island in Wellington Harbour were caught and whisked away to a new home in the nearby Zelandia Sanctuary. Before she heads along to the skink release, Alison joins Zelandia Sanctuary Conservation Manager Raven Empson and other members of the capture team out on the island. So I'm taking along with you, Raven, today out here on Machu Soames. What are we doing? We're going to look for spotted skinks, which is quite a large skink, um, and we're going to transfer them to Zelandia. So how many skinks are we looking for? We're hoping to transfer 100, so I think they've caught about 30 so far. <laughs> And the team was just poised on the side of the road there. There was a skink basking in the sun and then it scuttled off. Yeah, because it's nice and sunny, it's going to be quite difficult to catch them because they will be quite fast, so we're going to have to be a bit cunning, I think. The skinks rustling around in the grass is actually one of the really distinctive features out here. I gather there are quite a few out here. Yeah, this place is swarming with these skinks um, on a good day, so we're hoping that uh, we will catch our quota quite quickly. So this place is swarming with them, but they're... Not that common elsewhere? No, these skinks have become much reduced in range. They used to be on the lower North Island and upper South Island and now they're just really quite patchy and we think they should have been in um, the Wellington area. So that's why we want to transfer them to Zealandia where it'll be um, safe for them. So you haven't currently got them at Zealandia? No, no. So this is going to be our first skink transfer, which is fantastic. And it will become our largest skink at the, at the sanctuary. So we're really hoping that they will take off and people will see them. This is D12. So have you guys just caught one? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, so this is a, a spotted skink. Quickly explain the difference between a gecko and a skink for people who don't know. Well, they're, they're both lizards. A skink has less of a distinctive head and body, and it more looks like a little snake with legs. It's quite elongated and it's shiny. Whereas when you look at a gecko, a gecko is quite different in that it has a distinctive head, head shape and body shape and its skin is not as shiny, it's more of a velvety um, colouration. So you're marking where you caught this? So yeah, whenever we catch an animal we put a mark where it is, we GPS the location, we bag up the animal and then we send the animal back to the people who are processing it. So then they'll look at the animal and they will um, weigh, measure 
identify what sex it is and decide whether it's going to be an animal that is in healthy enough condition to take back to Zealandia or, or not. And if any animals, for whatever reason, decide that they, they're not going to be part of the translocation, then they will be returned to the spot that we've marked here. So you'll bring them exactly back home? Yeah. So it's quite a warm day, I gather your skinks are moving quite fast? Yeah, as, as the day warms up, the animals move faster. Um, so it can be a bit more challenging trying to catch them when they're actually in the open because they are pretty speedy and often often speedier than us. So Emma, you're one of the dock rangers out here. Yep, yep, I'm uh, uh, one of the people that has the pleasure and privilege to live and work on this beautiful spot. <laughs> so what's your experience with the spotted skinks out here? We know we've got a really healthy population out here. Um, they just love basking on the sides of the track. Um, uh, most common seen skink on the island is our spotted skinks. What are the other skinks you've got on the island, Emma? Uh, so we've also got the, the ornate skink, the common skink and the copper skink. Well, so quite a suite of skinks out here. Yep, yep. Four species doing quite well out here. So yeah. That's what happens when you don't have rats and mice, huh? Exactly, yep. They, they reckon our skink population is about 10 per square metre of land, so uh, it's a fairly healthy uh, environment for them. Have you ever multiplied that up? What does that make it for the whole island? Uh, so I think it's uh, estimated to be about 80,000. Wow. <laughs> That's a healthy skink population. <laughs> it certainly is. And, and the reality is that all of New Zealand should be like that. So did you see any on your way down? Yeah, I saw two and I missed both of them. <laughs> this sounds like an exercise in frustration. <laughs> Matter of eye-hand coordination. <laughs> So what kind of places are you looking in, we're, Rowan? We're right on the coast here, so we're looking uh, up above the splash zone and under all the vegetation, so lifting rocks, looking under litter. So, so if they're not out basking in the sun, they might be in a, under a bit of shelter, yeah, is that yeah. the idea? Yeah, the key thing is actually to try and get in there silently because they hear you coming and then you just see the tail disappearing off. But um, so, so it's you, a bit of a challenge. So you haven't managed to catch one yet? No. <laughs> early, days, so early days, though, early days. Early days, <laughs> So the shout of bag and bucket required, so somebody's got one. <laughs> so in the time I was with them, the coast team caught one skink, so I'm just delivering it to the processing team of Sue and Matthew. Knock, knock. Who is it? It's a, it's a skink. Come and join us. So this is Processing Central. It is. And we have a poo. Very good. Now, not many people say fantastic when an animal poos. So why is that such good news? Well, that means that it's one more sample to be sent away um, for salmonella testing. Now, while you've got that in your hand, Sue, it is indeed very spotty, isn't it? Yes, and this is pretty cool because it's the first one we've had that is fully in the process of molting. So right. you can see that yeah. halfway along the back it's very bright and clean and the spots are lovely and then the rest of the back has the little scaly patches that are pretty loose and um, just falling off as we look at it. So what else can you tell about that particular individual? Well it's a fairly slim one compared to many that we've looked at today. So we're hoping it's a male? Look at the colour of that belly. Yep, they're, most of them have got these amazing orange bellies. Some of them are a more salmony, peachy kind of pink but this one's quite orange they're really really beautiful and then the colouring of the orange stops right under the throat so under the head of the animal it's quite kind of grey creamy grey colour. So with the, the, the slender more slender shape 
this is one indicator that it may be a male. But you need to know what ratio of males and females you've got. We do, yep. I think we're going for a ratio of... 60 females to 40 mm. males. And most of the animals we've caught so far have been females. And a lot of pregnant ones among them, so that's a, a plus. How many babies do they have? Up to four. Now, you're clipping its toenails. What's that for, Sue? Yep. This is to give each animal an individual identification so that when they're monitored in the sanctuary and they might recapture some of them, they'll know them individually and they'll be able to uh, measure them and weigh them and record their growth or body condition, see how well they're doing. And also over time it gives you a measure of survivorship because you can verify which of the original founding population are still alive. And you can also, um, if you capture animals there that don't have these toe clip combinations, you can confirm that they're actually breeding successfully in the sanctuary. Any idea how long these spotted skinks live for? 20 to 30 years is, I think, the um, oldest record. But they could live longer than that too. And nothing is wasted, so you're keeping the toe clippings. We are. We're going to put these in a, a deep freezer at minus 80 degrees and they'll be stored at the university into our frozen tissue collection and at some future date they'll be available for genetic analysis or other types of projects depending what's come up so it's nice not to waste the tissue. And so the animal that we've just processed goes back into the bag and now gets um, put into a larger container with several other bagged animals. They're going off the island tomorrow morning. saw you out on the island, they've just, they're just about to start releasing the skinks here at Zealandia. So how did the rest of the catching go? Oh, the catching went really well. Yesterday they were out, the pregnant females were out basking in the sunshine on the edges of the tracks. So you've got lots more girls than boys? We've got lots more girls than boys. So today we've transferred 36 girls and 9 boys. But the key thing is that most of the females are pregnant. And so they'll be giving birth within the next month or so. So, you know, uh, we will have males in the population anyway, regardless. <laughs> so describe the release area to me. There's a, there's a group of kids up there who've been given the privilege of letting the skinks go, but they're at the top of quite a steep slope. And what have you done with that slope? So we've got quite a steep slope. You can see we've got the onduline covers there, which are the little corrugated covers which we used out on the island and which we will use for monitoring because they're nice, easy things to lift up and see if there's skinks underneath that will help us to see whether they're still present. But we've also we've done a lot of weed control there because we didn't want to go in there and disturb it. And, and you can see the steep slope is covered with bark and logs and things because that's what we found that they love to go and retreat in. But we're hoping that people will get to see them basking in the sun by sitting out there on that nice slope. And they'll move down to um, the edges of the, the grass here too. This is the focus point. They'll spread out through the sanctuary from here. You that's hope. right. So we're going to release all the animals here today and we're hoping that they will spread from here and the, the babies that they'll give birth perhaps here and that will help with the, the spread. We don't want them to kind of get lost from each other. <laughs> 
So this is just outside the Tuatara enclosure. Are you putting some more inside the Tuatara enclosure, which is mice-free? Yes, the, tu- the enclosure is mouse-free. Yeah. Outside we've got Tuatara and mice, but Tuatara at much lower densities. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they do. So tomorrow we'll release whatever we get tomorrow into the research area, and, um, and then we'll be able to compare... Uh, how well they do in the presence of more tuatara and no mice and outside. But we think that they'll do fine because we've been monitoring ornate skinks in here for a number of years and in both the research area and outside, and we've found that their populations are increasing. They're certainly increasing faster without mice, but they're still increasing in the presence of mice. So we've, we've got things under control. So what other lizards are they going to be sharing the sanctuary with? Well, they're sharing the sanctuary with brown skinks, ornate skinks, um, common skinks, and, and, and some geckos, forest geckos. We've, we know of one green gecko. We'll hopefully um, transfer some green geckos in the future and maybe some other skinks in the future. Yeah, because we tend to think of New Zealand as having been a land of birds, but actually it was quite a land of reptiles, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yes, and, and a very unique reptile fauna, including the Tuatara, of course. So um, quite a high rate of diversity amongst our reptile fauna. Mm. Well, the crowd here seems very excited. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to see very much from down here, unfortunately, which is why we had four beautiful animals in display cases, so hopefully they can get to see them up close and see their nice salmon underbelly and things like that. I'm Therese McLeod from Stones Island. And you must be quite familiar with the skinks out on the island? Very familiar with the skinks out on the island. They're very, very slick, smart, smooth, fast movers. And what do you think about gifting some here to Zealandia? Oh, I think this is such a special moment to be in the heart of this really special moment with our kaitiaki kids from the island. I think it's wonderful because you can feel the love that they're coming into, right? We've loved and cared for them. The process of shifting them to Zealandia is so thorough and we're so happy with, you know, where they're going, how, how Zealandia want to care for them. It's really special. There's some little kids and they look really sort of wide-eyed and interested. Well, you know, translocations aren't everyday things and they feel so proud. Look at them. They're looking proud to be a part of this. It's got green spots on its back and it's like black on its sides but it's mostly brownish sort of colour. So is that a girl? She seems quite fat. Uh, Yes, it is a girl. And why is she so fat? Because uh, she's pregnant. <laughs> so what's your name? Hazel. Sarah. And how come you get to have the privilege of showing us all what this beautiful skink looks like? Because we're the oldest for our holiday program and apparently we're more responsible. Well, you look like you're doing a great responsible job of holding that skink safely. Is she going to get let go along with all the others? I think so. Uh, yeah, I think so too. And that was young skink helpers Hazel and Sarah. And you also heard from Zealandia St. Therese Raven Empson, Richard Romine and Matu Booth. Sue Keel from Victoria University of Wellington, Department of Conservation Ranger Emma Dunning and Teresa McLeod from Taranaki Whanui. That's all for now, but you can stay in touch with us on Twitter at rnz underscore science. Kia ora mai. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.